Welcome back to A Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And we have Kimberly. And this is our sensational review of Book of Bubble Fett. Or spoiler alert, here we go. Now, I just watched it again to torture myself, I guess. You need a refresher? Just a little bit. Did you skip episodes four and five? No, I skipped episode five because four okay. is Boba, five is not Boba, six is partial Boba. But anyway, Adan, initial take, what do you think of season I, one? I actually enjoyed it. I know. That's fine. Kim, your initial take. I started enjoying it, and then it just became a train wreck. I second. I'm sorry for putting my finger in your face on with this thing, too. It's okay. But my opinion, this show needed to be rewritten, redirected, and just redone. The book of Boba Fett was more like excerpts of Boba Fett. I, I can see that. It was written by John Favreau. For the majority of each episode, except for episode six, the story of Grogu, that was John Favreau and Dave Filoni, which he also directed, Dave Filoni. You have Robert Rodriguez, you know, fame from doing all the Spy Kid movies, Sin City, um, Alita, also the Mariachi trilogy. From Dust of Dawn? The, from Dust to Dawn, yes, which he, he did half, and Quentin Tarantino did the other half. Mm -hmm. I think Robert Rodriguez needs to go back to directing school especially for the action and me i was highly disappointed overall the series and not to go into much such detail because i don't i really don't want to spend that much of time on this review as you can tell i'm not big fan or a fan of this series and i don't blame the producers like some people so many people blame kathleen kennedy i do not i do not blame disney studio i blame john favreau and i blame rob rodriguez who directed the majority of of the episodes. Now, what did you like that we can get a feel or get an understanding? Because I said I watched pretty much every episode twice. And my biggest disappointment was that finale episode. For me, Fennec. I, I loved her character and I, I liked the actress who portrays her. And I, and I thought her character was a great addition. She held it on true to character. When they did have Boba, actually... When he was out of helmet, oddly enough, like was more appealing of a character to me a lot of times and how he was, uh, you know, trying to take over. You can kind of see him being like the guy who's like trying to go the honorable approach uh, with everything, which led into how he was easily, you know, betrayed by the uh, well, not too many spoilers, but easily betrayed. And spoil spoiler away. It's, it's going to happen when we talk. So continue on. Then Kim will give her thoughts and I'll hear the shit out of it. On my thoughts. I liked various aspects of it. And I thought that part was cool and that was fun and entertaining. It was for me an expanse on the universe. Uh, so even though it's focuses in the title book of Boba Fett is really like expanding the characters of the universe. Because when you think of Tatooine, you don't think of a uh, chopper bike you know, gang, you know, that are like half cyborg, half not. And then you don't think of like, I could have a rancor as a pet and ride them. Uh, you don't mm -hmm. think of those kind of things. And so it just expanded the universe. And then it brought the Pike syndicate into the universe. And even though you got the Pike syndicate in like clone wars and uh, you got it in the um, rebels, 
but that was all in the and, animation. And the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Now, I liked Cad Bane, but I also didn't like Cad Bane. But I'm going to leave my dislike for a little bit later. Well, what did you like about Cad Bane? I'm a fan of Cad Bane's character. And, like, he, he just seems like an intimidating character that will come in. And it's like, he's definitely an homage to the Western uh, forefront. Uh, so he's like a cool throwback. Essentially, that's all he is. He's a very cool throwback. Like when they first introduced his character and he's going against the sheriff, I was like, oh, that's the Cad Bane, man. That's how he should be. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go into what I didn't like about that after that. <laughs> oh, is it about Cad Bane? That's the coolest part you thought? The, the part with him and Boba? No, it was not the, uh, as cool because here's the thing. If you don't follow the Clone Wars and you don't follow all the other stuff, all their dialogue back and forth, you get that they have a history, but it doesn't really seep how much of a history that they have. So that right. tension is lost. Well, there there is theory going on that Cad Bane did raise Bobo after Jango passed away. Well, I heard a theory that, that also Cad Bane's the reason why there's a dent in Bobo's helmet. Right, because of a shot or something mm-hmm. like that. So, Kim... What do you think overall? I like how it began with the going back and forth with him sort of um, where he was in, what was the monster? The, the pit. The, yeah. The pit, yeah. He was in the pit and how he got out of it and how he survived that to present to where he's um, in um, Tatooine. And it's just, I like how they transition that whole past and present and telling of that. And I I was understanding it. And I was liking the fact that they're telling a story. They're, they're giving me the idea of Boba and I can relate to it, even though I don't know Boba from before this. So I like that part. But then all of a sudden they decided, okay, we're going to stop giving you all of this present and backstory and now we're bringing this other storyline into it and it just kind of threw me off and I was I, I didn't understand reason why and I was confused and I'm like okay what's what's going on now what's happening so that's where I got kind of hung up and how he how he kind of survived the whole that whole period and grew from it and ended up where he is now okay so she liked the dances with wolves moments <laughs> As I was saying, I liked the first episode, but then the second episode came and it was okay. And then it, and then after that, it just kind of was like my liking became dislike. So it started dropping after the the third when they start doing the flashbacks. Got it. And now to you, sir. I did like the flat the flashbacks. I did like the fact that we saw how he escaped, even though we were told several years ago on. Parks and Recreation, how he survived. Because it was done by Pat Oswald. He gave a whole little buster and used the resurrection of Boba Fett in that filibuster several years before Book of Boba Fett came out or Book of Boba Fett was a thought. One could also make the argument that when Disney took over Star Wars, they actually retconned and wiped out anything that was considered canon prior to Disney. So, like, and that's talking about the written materials that is not like an official movie or anything like that. Right, what's well, just called, you know, they consider it legends. Exactly. But what I'm saying, on the show Parks and Recreation, I don't think it's owned by Disney because it's on NBC, not ABC. 
and he gave a whole explanation of how Boba Fett survived. And that's why they did. You can do it by sync. Uh, he's talking about it and you see Boba Fett reaching out through the sand and all that stuff. I just- So they use that as a cheat sheet? Probably, or let's say, you know what? Let's use that. Let's use that as a, it's a simple, easy explanation. So we'll use it. I mean, that doesn't bother me. I mean, there's a lot of legacy no. stories that actually no. work very well. Right, it, it makes sense. Well, let me ask you this question. Why is it called the book of Boba Fett? What is the book stand for? The story of Boba Fett or the legend of Boba Fett. It's another way. Of yeah, because you are getting his, his like his background no, story. Granted, after watching the series, it should be called Boba Fett or there's no need for a book of Boba Fett. All right, so I'm about to go uh negative but before we do that what about you what do you have honestly anything uh, else or anything anything else that you thought was kind of cool the assassination scene when like a lot of the scenes with fennec i was just really cool with uh, like how she handled it but like when she assassined uh, like all the group at the end oh, finale the end. that's true fennec i'm like she got to shine at that moment well, for me on that was so she snuck in she walked out the she walked out the front door i was like why did you just walk out where you snuck in i mean there's probably guards out there but anyway no, they. Just, she, just, you hear gunfire before she. Like I, I assume true. she already killed the guards. I'm like, why not just go out? <laughs> right, I know. I just find, but she. But the way she went out, she went out like sneaky, like she was coming. You know, like kind of watch right. her back and stuff like that. Yeah. That's why I said that because if if that was the case, if everything was cleared out, she would walked out like she normally walks out, like you know, all casually. And, and yeah. Well, if there was anything else, uh, so I know you weren't a big fan of the whole episode five Mandalorian part because that took it away from Boba Fett. But mm -hmm. as an individual episode, I will call that like in when we're watching anime, a filler episode has nothing to do with the story except for maybe one part. I'm used to fillers. I've been trained very well by my anime as a filler. It's a good episode. It's like, it has a lot of stuff that's in there. It actually, right. you could have put it into any of the Mandalorian seasons. Okay. But I would have enjoyed that in episode. Your, but in your, in your anime that you watch the series, what is the average episode count for each season? Depending on the anime, 12 to 24 episodes. This had seven. This show could have easily been six episodes, maybe five. That That's my thing. And with it being called the Book of Boba Fett, I expected Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. Especially when we know we have another season of The Mandalorian coming out. Mm -hmm. They could have easily put five and six together, edited and then do a flashback story on him getting the new uh, Naboo ship, him going to see Grogu, give him the armor protector. Because at the end of season two of Mandalorian, we were excited. We didn't know what's going to happen. We didn't know the deal with him, Grogu, and Luke, or uh, Mando's struggle, being with the Darksaber, or being alone without Grogu for a while. We didn't get mm -hmm. that little, we didn't get that time of separation. We were like kind of forced into that world. I don't disagree exactly. with you on this because I can see like how much more of a surprise and how much more entertaining would it have been if Mando just showed up like she's like, I know where to get a guy They they start doing the episodes and then Mando shows up. And then as the episode's going like for the finale, you see the baby shows up and, and she's like, how did you get here? Why are you here? That leaves us is, all with questions leading right, to the thing is uh, there was no need for Groku here. It could have been a, definitely a story of just Mando and Boba. Yeah. Well, because even though you they, they threw in Mandalorian and Grogu, it still gave us questions too. Because mm -hmm. the thing about it is like when Grogu came, came to Tatooine, R2-D2 was with him. And then all of a sudden, you don't see R2-D2 anymore. I took like, an what happened to R2-D2? I took an interception. He left. That was so my assumption. Me, 
I thought also was like, what was the mechanic's name? For one, I think she's force sensitive. Who? She's an idiot. She. She's like a. Uh, she's a comedian or she's something a, like that. Yeah, and, she's a comic relief. No, yeah. but what I'm saying is, she, no, she brought Grogu into the heart of the fire. Yeah. In the final episode, when those when those scorpion droids came out and they're hitting and destroying buildings, there's fight uh, shots fired that she can't hear that from a somewhat distance. And then she's going closer and closer, mm-hmm. and there's debris falling, and she's getting closer and closer, bringing the youngling. Why would you well, do that? They, that whole fight scene. Like, they, they have her as comic relief, and honestly, yeah. I don't find her that funny at all. Um, no. no offense to her, but I don't know if it's the writing or uh, whatever. I've no, never she, been she a fan of her an, character. She became annoying. To me, she was annoying on that part. Yeah. You don't bring a, a youngling into a street fight, and then she's like, oh, hi. Look who I got. I got something for you. I got a surprise for you. And I was like, yeah, bitch, get out of there. <laughs> but that whole battle scene from start to end was a whole debacle. It, uh, yeah, it was again. It, it felt forced. And the rancor was uh, a little bit forced. The I will rancor t- I, was like, I will tell I you. Know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. An episode of him, Boba, learning how to ride the rancor or getting a better bond. That would have been a great episode to see, similar to what they did with Mando writing that. That that could have been like episode five right there. After yeah. training with Danny Tra- Trail, that would have, yeah. I would have actually loved. I like Danny Trail as an actor. I would have loved to see him training to Rancor. Exactly. They gave him. He's yes, and that was a, an episode by Robert Rodriguez, I believe. Mm-hmm. There were so many opportunities missed. I know that there was a lot of reshoots done and stuff like that. I heard there was reshoots done like a week prior to the finale. I can believe it. It was originally yeah. meant to be a movie and then uh, that got scrapped and then they had to redo, reproduce, rewrite a lot of the different things. I feel like but- the first three, four episodes probably was like the original idea of what they had for a movie. And then it spiraled from there. Well, I'm going to give my two cents. Uh, well, I will say this before you tear this one apart. One thing I admit I did not like, I was not a fan of the bikers. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. That's and they're their Harley Davidson-esque. Okay. How do you, on a Tatooine, on a planet of two suns, hardly any moisture, have prime bikes? Got to wax it all the time. A lot of wax. But what? I mean, like. Dude, that's a lot of wax. And at the end of the day, <laughs> but they were like really shiny they too. Were super shiny. Like, and okay, uh, another here's another nitpick because because the mod gang, that's what they were. They're the, they're the mod squad. Yeah. Which I thought was a useless group. It was not, they were not needed. But that leader, she was annoying. And too oh, the way she pale. held her gun. She was too freaking so, pale for one. For that, someone is the someone is in a, a, again a, on Tatooine, your your skin does not stay pale and moisturized. Your skin becomes leather. I mean, it was Luke pale in, in Star Wars, the first one. I felt like yes. he. No, he has some. He was white. But he had some like, tan? tan going on. Okay. But she was super pale. She was emperor pale. All right. And the way she moved, she didn't look like she was a person that survived on the streets. She always like was like this. And then her gun, she will point her gun to her chest when she was like talking to the when she's behind the barriers, girl, you got to shoot yourself. Like no firearms technician corrected her, but she was talking like this a lot, which looked like a Nerf jolt pistol. It was like the world's smallest little thing. I'm like, are you holding the cricket from men in black? The cricket from men in black. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, regardless of what, what gun she had, it was like, still was like, she was playing. 
also, when Fennec comes to the rescue for them, they're like, we need help. Where are you? I said, bitch, just turn your head. Her lance, her speeder's right there. Because that's where she ended up. She did a back, she did a front flip, landed. And you're like, oh, there you are. Her speeder is right there. I was like, you didn't see that speeder? Even though you're facing that direction, calling for help? If, if it's not a chopper, it don't count. It's out of the visual spectrum. What I'm just saying is, is like the editing and the action sequences were very bad. I would have loved more from the Wookiee fight scene. And also they didn't show that in the sense that when he got attacked and bombarded and then he escapes, it's like, they don't show that. I was like, we would have liked to see that. He gets piled on by 10 of those whatever things that he hates, the, the species. And then you see him again, dragging pikes. I was like, no, wait a minute, what happened to the other ones? Well, and the fact that he had a broken, it looked like it, he had like a broken ankle, mm-hmm. like walking along, dragging his ankle. And the next thing you know, he's running in the middle of the streets when when the yeah. when he has to run, he's like his, his ankle magically fixed. I, I remember when they were like um, the mod squad was like helping him walk and then they were getting yeah. shot at. And like the one guy with that one eye just like does a spin to do a shoot. I was like, "Wow, this episode is full of posers." I'm thinking yeah, of like, yeah. I'm thinking Elena, of the line from Elena like, "Elena would have been pissed." <laughs> Elena would have been pissed. Yes, that's what I was thinking but, about. But I mean, and also with um, Santo, the the Wookiee, he got stabbed, shot, chopped with an axe a couple of times. No blood and no serious injuries where he kept him down. Yeah, he got hit. He got hit with all those guns. I mean, yeah, he's the James guns. Bond yeah. of the Wookiees, man. He is like, like if you watch any James Bond movie, except for a Daniel Craig, the, uh, the last few, any James Bond movie, like James Bond will go through a nuclear explosion, come up with a nick on his cheek. That will be it. Suit still looking impeccable. <laughs> See, like the other episodes is is okay. It, it can be viewed as okay. Where the the last episode, it was just a slap in our faces. It was a hot mess. Uh, Boba and Mando had no real plan. Where Boba is a strategist, so is Mando. They they have done this several times. How to escape a sticky situation? How to get the mark? But here they didn't have any plan, and it's like we're just gonna go out and shoot. And they did that. I said, guys, you have jetpacks. You don't have to stand there and shoot. They did use their jetpacks. But then they stopped and they just back to back start shooting everyone. And then they start getting hit again. It's like, fly out of there. That's the same thing in the first episode where Boba and Fennec get surrounded by those guys, uh, by the, the Nightwing, the assassins of the Nightwind. Mm-hmm. They're trying to fight them off where Boba could have just flown up and then been safe. I mean, there's so much things that you can nitpick or really think about. And here's one. His skin is scarred because of the acid. But why is his head scarred when he had the helmet on? I can understand his sides, his legs, his arms, because he was wearing the armor plus the clothing. Yeah. Right? But he never took the helmet off. It was actually taken off by the Jawas that found him that night, or they found him laying down. But he was never burnt on his head the armor never eroded but his clothing did but yet you see him he has the scars and some more nitpicking he's in the bakta tank he has nothing to protect his nose every character was in the bakta tank had a mouthpiece to breathe but their nose were pinched or not go in luke had it Mm. anakin had it when he was in in rogue one when he was in the bakta tank oh and the end scene and the end scene made no sense either the for the sheriff episode seven the marshal where mouth right but do you have anything on his nose no uh, basically they're just and, saying that the marshal's gonna come back he's he's gonna live and and he's probably gonna become a mod why would he become a mod when he got shot in the shoulder his shooting arm 
destroy his the limbs that he can't that's he's in the boxer tank because they could that can heal. So why would he need mod? I mean you could uh I don't know if it uh destroyed it or not because like your audio's out again. Really? Okay. One cool scene was the train scene. Yeah. The Tuscan mm -hmm. ra uh, 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 Raiders and all that stuff. But we've seen that before. We saw that with Solo. Mm -hmm. We saw that on Mando, second season. season yeah. Two. But it was actually the fact that it was, it was, it was helping the relationship with his relationship with the test no i, I that I, that's clear that's he's complimenting the 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 scene itself the sequence bad. well since we were talking about scene negatives before. they kind of took away the whole thing about telling him about the pike gang killing his tribe seemed like a mute point because for one cad bane had nothing involved with that if they showed cad bane was the reason why the tribe was destroyed like he was the hired gun to actually destroy the tribe and framed it on the biker gang that would make more sense. And then that would make it so that Mando will have a reason why to like gun him down more so. But now that he knows that the Pike gang was the cause and Fennec was the one that took care of the leaders of the Pike gang there kind of takes away that drive that he would have had. You see what I'm getting at? And I agree with you. You had a lot of moments of missed opportunity. You're right. That building of the relationship. And this is why Kim loved it. She loved the building of the relationship with him and the, and the tribe. And they had good sequences and they had a good background. But when you add that second half, it didn't really tie the beginning half with it. But how about this? What about his, lack for a better term, his sensei? She was badass, yet she's nowhere to be found. It's assumed that the, she was killed with the rest of the tribe. How? When she was a, a complete badass and can take out anyone on her own. I mean, it would have been awesome if she made an appearance at the final stand. I agree. Like she was there and, you know, and watching, trying to protect him, just watching over him because he is the last of her tribe. He's adopted into that tribe, but he's the last of that one. Mm -hmm. And it would just have been cool. But they, granted, I don't remember seeing her on the, in the dead or anything, but we just assumed it. Yeah. Well, you don't see, all you see is people in masks and hoods. So, right. But, but you don't see, she's the only one with that hood, that type of hood. Mm -hmm. but he burned all them mm -hmm. right but you would have he, you thought you would have seen that we would have seen that but the biggest gripe i have here is they made boba another mandalorian another bounty hunter soft we see that transition with mando when he soon as soon as he met grogu he started having a different point of view a different uh, mindset mm -hmm. boba same thing here after being left for dead i guess twice with the jawas and with Jabba, he meets this tribe, but then he has a, he wants to rule with a uh, soft hand. Uh, he's a leader of a crime syndicate. He's a crime lord, but now he wants to be like a, I guess, an anti-hero. I thought he was trying to be like the new sheriff in town kind of situation. But no, but he he wasn't. Well, he's the he's the crime lord of that of that district of Mos Espa. Mm -hmm. But even Cad Bane even said that to him. He got soft. You got to stop. You're not a killer anymore. Exactly right. So I would like to see that contrast of him and Mando. We got to establish with Mando having a change of heart because he has a young youngling to care for because he yeah. saw himself in Grogu. Boba was it a loner. Yes, he was taken in by a family and he could have taken that training that bond that they had he had with them and make it to something else but still be someone to be feared true and people wasn't they'd be solid people weren't feared that the pale chick was 
talking crap to him. If he was as he was, her tone, her take on him wouldn't have been like that. She would have been re more respectful. She was pretty much saying F you to him until he hired them. I don't know. I, I, it just, I was like, there's no need to have two soft bounty hunters. But then it, she actually, she was the one that was sort of like, you, you're, you're being too soft. Right. She yeah. was, you need to toughen up. And she actually ended up, you know, being the killer in the end. Well, she kept, she, she did what needed to be done. Even though she was a little MIA towards, towards the end until right. finally you're like, oh, okay. Now she reappears and she shows up and she does her job kind of thing. She was the one that basically was trying to tell Boba, trying to get him to reason, trying to get him out of the softness. Right. That's why he took her. He took her in for the brains and the brawn because yeah. she's both. He said mm -hmm. that in the, one of the flashbacks. And what did he do? He hardly listened to her. And things ensued. And people got killed. Well, then she ended up taking well, taking her, things in her own hands. Right. And that's not good, in my opinion. I, I, don't, mm -hmm. I mean... Well, yeah, he actually do, sent but, her. And when things started popping off, he's like, they're making the surgical strike. We need to... He, I forget what his words were, but when she popped up in the end, I'm like, it made sense. It's like, he basically said, go to... He, no, he asked her, where you think they're uh, where they're going to be? And that's when the tail, uh, the head tails. I, I thought she went to go get someone. Two things. It was to free up uh, some of the men if they were available. And then her job was basically get to the destination wherever all the heads were. I stand corrected because I didn't catch that. I thought she went. It was like a he told her. very quick moment. <laughs> and and I'm upset with that. They killed uh, Jennifer Beale's character and that, that cantina. I was like, man, that was, that was a cool spot. And they took him out. But Which now, made no sense why they did that. Well, it does in story, but they could have done it in a different way. But let's go back to Cad Bane and what you, why you were upset or didn't like Cad Bane. As I mentioned, there is history there, but none of us have like a, a like definitive history unless it was like from what we saw in the animations like of Rebels, Bad Batch, and uh, Clone Wars. But it's not as big of history with him with Boba, except for maybe one or two things that were maybe referenced in those previous animations. I watched it, and as an outsider in, I don't remember everything about it but i'm like obviously there's history here but it's not really tying to the animosity and then cabane kept repeating about how he lost his new family and his new items and i'm like why is that relevant you weren't there you're not gonna help him obviously so why is it you throwing this at him unless he was like like you said the fan theory where he was a father figure to boba at one point in time and helped to raise boba but we don't have that history so that makes no sense if, if that it turns out not to be the case. Well, that could be done in another time. My gripe with Cad Bane or the usage of Cad Bane okay. is that so damn short. He was a fan fave ever since he showed up in the Clone Wars. He was the new bad guy. And to be taken out that way and quite easily, if you will, pretty disappointing. Granted, no one really stays dead in the Star Wars universe. They're like comic book characters true you may find another way where you know even though he got hit in the chest where where normally that's our heart his heart could be somewhere else he and does dabble in cybernetics light, that light that he had on his uh on his jacket or started beeping yeah mm -hmm. it never stopped that's one thing but still to go that route and saying that or imply that he was dead in that way it was not satisfying or unsatisfying. Not that I want him to be taken out. I would love to have seen him like 
live because we've seen him in the bad batch and clone wars where he's doing crazy feats he's flying he's, he steals the show now granted and i do love that they used the same voice actor and the the cgi for cad bane in the show was awesome he for me was the highlight of the series and santo i know you like fennec but the Sa santo the, the, the Wookiee. Wookiee, he was awesome too but um well, i mean the fact that they took him took the characters from animation and put them into real life. I mean, that was the, the awe-inspiring, like, oh my gosh, they're actually in the show. Well, I mean, yeah. That's what and that was a cool execution because uh, Sanjo yeah. is in the comics and where Cat Bane was like from the animation and like they literally brought them to life. Yes, to see a live version of these characters is great. Should we, is there anything, I mean, I can rag on this from oh, here to I uh, lose my breath. Oh, what about luke skywalker and i will give him this the animation for luke skywalker was better the animation and, was better the hair was better mark uh, hamill did not do the voice from what i'm saw in the the making of season two of mando he didn't do the voice back then either it was all computer generated if that's the case then they've definitely made improvements on how to display him and use his voice right but i do like that his black outfit is not the same outfit that we see in Return of the Jedi or the end of Mando season two. His outfit's more reminiscent of Japanese, where it's going across instead of the collar, the high collar and the mm -hmm. button up. More like, I guess, more like the Jedi order where they wear that. But instead of wearing a robe essence outfit, he still has the pants. But again, I, I wish they show that and waited for season three. I can I give mean, you for that. Me, I just wanted, I just wanted a book of Boba to be centered Boba. around Boba and his group and his crew. Mm -hmm. Oh, and there you go. So here's another thing that like, I got a gripe. In season two of The Mandalorian, Boba found him, uh, Mando, through a tracking device on the armor. Yeah. That's how he followed him, right? So how come he took the Slave One and went back to the pit to look for the armor if he knows that the armor has a tracking beacon? I have no idea. <laughs> See? Wait, he knew the sheriff had the armor. I think he needed the ship to go and- And, and track and, the armor? And, and track the armor. Okay. Oh, well, that works. Because he hadn't, he had no, he had no technology on him when he was with the Tuscans. Oh, that's true. Like that's true. All the, so, but he had it with the ship. He instead of doing that to look for it, and he went to he went to the pit to look for it. Granted, you know, when he got out, he was exhausted. He was dehydrated. You know, we don't know how long he was in the pit mm -hmm. and how long it took him out because he probably got out of sure will. And you know, even though he was exhausted, so when he got robbed, he probably didn't know he was robbed, or he didn't know he still had the armor on at that time but again i mean stuff like that i was like there's some inconsistency here because i remember him saying that to mando they tracked you blah 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 so that's one of the things Shards. oh they like, died well yeah or, di or did or did they because we didn't hear them land bro we saw them fall but we didn't hear them land we didn't hear no those things yeah, do not survive that kind of fall like, like they made a big deal about like boba was basically saying that you know you have to be loyal to me kind of thing and they're and they're like okay yeah you will we'll be loyal and then Boba doesn't like recognize them anymore in the fact that, okay, you know, they're, they're gone. They went to their death and it's like, what about my guard? Oh, she's talking about at, at the end, like everybody else yeah. has to just doing it. Well, yeah. Or maybe I mean, that, that was the guy kind of thing okay. in star Wars. Those, that, that species in star Wars has always been overlooked. Like we use them as guards. We use them as Swiss soldiers. They are cannon fodder. They are but, the but red he, shirts. But he made a point to tell them that if you're gonna if you're gonna be loyal to Jabba, you have you have to you know be loyal to me. He made a big deal about that. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also that, there you go. So we see at the end of season two, the intro, the intro to book, book of Boba Fett of season two of, of Mando, Boba is still a cold hearted killer. Yeah. Cause he, he shot bid Fortuna, like without a blink, pushed him off, sat on his throne. And then that yeah. badass killer went away. I got excited when I saw that scene at the end of season two. And then this happened, I was like, oh, they went a different route. And that's another thing I have an issue with because John Favreau did Iron Man, which was amazing, but he also did Iron Man 2, which was a bleh. That's a problem with John Favreau. When he he's good for one and done, but when he does sequels, there's some problem. Mando season two was awesome, but it wasn't just him. It was him and Dave Filoni and him and other directors. Uh, there was a pool of talent working that season. And this season, there was one writer and a a handful, a small handful of directors where other seasons over the other episodes of Mando, there's several directors and they did like two episodes each pretty much. But anyway, there's so much to go on and on and on about this. I wrote it down, but I'm not going to go through that and torture you guys. Maybe on another another one, maybe on a a second thought review, but based on season one, Mm -hmm. is this worth watching or is it a waste of time? I think it's worth watching like obviously worth watching because you're going to start when you start watching it you're going to be like oh okay this this is taking an interesting route but then when you continue to go to you know episode two three and then you're like where where are you going i just felt like they they took they took they went down a path and then all of a sudden they took a, ro- a right and you weren't expecting it. And then all of a sudden they took a left and it's just like, it was just, the storyline was very choppy. It wasn't harmonious. I don't know. It was like taking a couple of books. If you have like a series and you read and you read one of, the, one of them, but then you read the fourth and then you read the seventh and then all of a sudden you go back to the second and then it just, it's just all over the place. And that's how I felt like with this. I have another gripe. Here we go. Uh, before I get my review. So again, there's a lot of it goes with episode seven. Mm-hmm. So the Rancor, we see the Rancor and I couldn't help but think of King Kong, King Kong versus Godzilla. Yes. Um, uh, what are those beasts called? They call them, I've got the, the type Kaijus. Called. Kaijus, right. So the scorpion droids, when they appeared, they're pretty much shooting left and right, hitting anything they could, trying to take down those those rebels, if you, if you will, shooting at Mando, shooting at Boba, shooting at Santo, all that stuff. Pretty much nonstop. Mm-hmm. The Rancor shows up. They do very little shooting, very little shooting at the Rancor. The biggest target they could hit one or twice. Yes, it got hit and it went, it went down and it got right back up. That's another thing. It seemed like whenever someone got shot or something got shot, there was never really taken out. Even though the, those shots were pretty much uh, death blows, if you will, they were never taken out. Granted, some other people were, but the heroes or the stars of the show were not. The, the many times as, as Santo got hit, shot at stabbed and how many times the rancor got shot you would think it would have been in trouble moving or surviving yeah but it did it had and armor little, for a little bit what, where the skin armor that's it no, it was around the neck around the neck yeah they had like a big okay. old armor it was plate shot in the, in the torso it was getting shot in the arms and the leg it was getting shot everywhere else. i'm finding alibis for this story <laughs> oh so i mean again that's where um i i find it so weak and lazy in this execution of, of the storytelling. Again, it was an hour long episode, or not really. It was definitely shorter because of the credits. But it seemed like an hour long. Well, it seemed like forever. 
and it didn't have to be. Now, my review, is it worth watching? If you are a diehard Stars fan, uh, Star Wars fan, I would say, go ahead. <laughs> if you are, if you, if you need to know everything that is being done, watch it. Can you survive without watching this, this season or series? Yes, you can. I have mixed feelings. If they did a better job of editing, better job of writing the story of Boba, enjoy it. I mean, we had flashbacks of Boba as a kid when he was on that wet planet. I can't remember the right name, the name of it right now. Mm -hmm. And watching him watch Slave One fly away. But we had no flashbacks of him as a teenager, as a young adult. And you would think a book of Boba Fett you will have that as a backstory as well. Maybe we'll see that in season two because the actor is still alive and he's still young enough to play a young Boba. Heck, he did the voice for Clone Wars. Oh yeah. So to me, I was seeing it like more like a Jesus Christ kind of thing in a way of how it's written in the Bible. In the Bible, Jesus Christ, we get his birth. We get him to when he's like 11 years old in his story. And then it disappears. We, we don't see anything until like maybe three years before his, his death. He comes back. Okay. Adult years, uh, it's non-existent. That's what's missing. And so I hope in season two, they do. They get that actor back. Is going to be a season two? Yeah, we saw the, yeah. We saw the epilogue. Didn't we? They're, the they're going to do it. Could be, well, the epilogue scene could be for Mando as well. Or a spinoff. I love the Marshall. I love the Marshall. He yeah. was awesome. If they didn't make this series, I would have been okay with it. What about you? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not, I'm not done yet. <laughs> because for me... For me, overall, it is a waste of time. I yeah, saw it twice because stressed. I had to. He always he always watches things twice for this sh for this broadcast specifically, right. just so he could be sure about his decision. Now, yes. <laughs> I'm the one and done viewing kind of person. I would say honestly that you put it perfectly in honest words. Like, if you are a diehard fan of Star Wars and you need to know exactly how the storyline goes by. Just because, like, in future storylines, they might reference something, you're going to want to watch this. Is it pivotal to, like, the more popular storylines or something that I like watching Mandalorian? Honestly, you could just watch episodes five and six and be done and you're caught up with what happened for Mandalorian. And everything else that happened is there's nothing in the storyline anywhere else that would be relevant. So in that case, yeah, it would be a waste of time. I did enjoy it. For me, it was worth it. But I'm that guy. I, my brother knows I'm a huge completionist. I will sit and burn through shows just to say I've watched them all. And God help me, I watched them all. So you're the one that recommended Troll, right? Troll <laughs> Hunters. Well, well, we'll get on that on another day. So based on everything that and Kim, Angel, myself have said, it sounds like Book of Boba Fett is more like Boba Tea Spilt. I've been waiting to use that one. <laughs> when did you come up with that? <laughs> Today? As he was ranting. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, cause no, because you, you say boba, you say boba, you think of boba tea. Yeah. <laughs> boba. And then every time I look at Kim, I see boba and then tea. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And, yeah, and I say it too, right? Oh, that sounds good. I know. No. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, guys. So that's going to be it for us. Please share your thoughts. Oh, if yeah. you've seen Book of Boba Fett, did you like it? Am I the only one that thinks that this was a waste of time? Could it have been cut down to maybe six episodes? Well, yes, it could have been done, cut down to six episodes. I think we all agree on that. Yeah. Let us know in the comments below. And make sure, as always, hit that subscribe button and also hit that like button. Until next time, I am Angel. I'm Adon. Oh, it, that's Kim. I'm Adon. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye.
You should say it back. Oh, love you too. Love you.